This is Healers Helping Healers Radio Show. Thanks for listening. Hello, friends, and welcome, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. We are your Healers Helping Healers radio show, and we're so grateful that you join us. Um, my name is Kira Schaefer, and we also run a group on Facebook called uh, facebook.com slash groups slash Healers Help because we, as healers, need a place to be um, to allow ourselves to be vulnerable, to let ourselves experience um, sales and marketing tips and ideas and things like that. So please come out there and join us. Today I have a special guest named Sulema Pesteres, <laughs> and she is um, and has been my mentor for a number of years, as well as a dear friend and coach, and uh, she has been instrumental in changing a lot of the fundamental beliefs that I've had in my experience, all through um, a deep wisdom and knowing and connection with source. And uh, and so it's, it's, it's always a delight and pleasure to be able to, to talk to her and to um, learn from her. And I wanted to take this opportunity to introduce you to, to her. She is a spiritual teacher, um, wellness and relationship coach. And she helps those of you become the person that you were always meant to be. So thank you, Stilemma. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. This is, like, (laughs) so amazing. (laughs) I'm excited. Are you? That's good. Yeah. (laughs) And you and I have worked together, and we've done classes and workshops and things like that together. So, um, you know, I love your style of working with people and um and how connecting you are and how loving you are and gentle and it really really transforms people and so I'm just so excited to have you here. Um we're I'm going to go right you. into like interview questions and then we're going to get into the meat and potatoes of um some really good stuff about turning our trials to grace and um, helping ourselves to even see the darkest times as being those that can, that, that have light around the edges and, (laughs) and to then begin Mm -hmm. to focus on those good feeling things. So, um, all right. Awesome. So first off, how did you know that this is what you wanted to do to serve Mm -hmm. the world? And have you always known it? So I grew up always knowing that there was something I was supposed to do, but I didn't know what it was. And mm-hmm. at times I used to look at people and they used to say, well, what do you want to be? And, you know, they would have an answer immediately. They would like say, I want to be an engineer. I want to be a teacher. I want to be this. And I used to look at them and go, how did you know that? Like, how did you get to that? that realization that you wanted to know that because I didn't. I knew there was something out there for me, but I just never knew what it was. And it wasn't until my life was transformed and changed so much, um, so dramatically, that I knew that there were other people out in the world that needed to have the changes that I went through. I knew that there were other people in the trenches. There were other people that were underwater, 
drowning and I needed help. And I knew since that I had been in the trenches and I had gone out of the trenches that I could actually pull people out. And that's when I realized that I want to do this. I want to do it because I want to help others that felt exactly the same way that I did. And those ones that maybe perhaps even felt a little different than I did, but the pain is pain and it's always the same. So I just wanted to help out. And that's when I realized that no matter whether I do this, um, you know, 100 hours a a week or I do two hours a week or I do 20 hours a week, it didn't matter. I was going to be doing this for the rest of my life. I just did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's how it happened. Yeah. Yeah. And and you've had trials of your own and if you feel drawn to want to talk about that when we get into the 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 that portion of the show and that feels good to you, please share because there are people that 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 share your story, you know, and I know that I have mm-hmm. as well. So So what is your burning desire? What is that thing that just wakes you up in the morning and is like, "Oh yeah, I got to do this. This is happening." So the reason why I call myself a spiritual teacher, um, it's because I believe that <clears throat> we all come from the same source, okay? So we may look a little different, okay? Some of us are shorter, some of us are taller, bigger, smaller, you know, darker, lighter, you know, in the eyes of source. We're all the same. Source doesn't see a difference. Source doesn't see us as separate. He sees us up together. So what wakes me up in the morning is knowing who I am, okay? So I know that i part of source, kind of like I am a little tiny in the ocean, okay? By myself, I have no power. You know, I don't have that you know, the power of the ocean, let's per se. But if I am part of the ocean and I am in the ocean, then I am very powerful. And that's what wakes me up in the morning, wakes me up to know that I am that, that I can be of service, that I can be sources of hands, that I can be in connection every single day with source and just be in a place of acceptance and um, showing me what I am supposed to be doing. That's my burning desire to serve source as well as serve all of my brothers and sisters and all of the children that are around me, whether they are nine years old or two years old. Mm-hmm. I love that. It's so beautiful. I, I don't know. I don't know if you guys can tell this, whoever might be listening live, or if you're listening on the recording. But I don't know what it is. But whenever Sulema starts talking, I just like my whole body just starts to relax. <laughs> so I don't know, Sulema. I don't know if you know that you have this effect on people, but at least you have it on me. And I'm like, yeah, baby, yeah, we're all source. Oh yeah, children. Oh, we're children. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> like I just, I just mm-hmm. wanted curl up you know I don't know maybe maybe it's because I've been I've I've done so much work with you that it just it feels so harmonizing to to uh to just listen to you because it just feels like you do you really do channel that source energy and I just adore it so 
Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you for doing that. Um, what and I cannot you... take credit for that. I cannot right. take credit for that because if you will be able to tell if I am connected to source, mm-hmm. my words just flow and they just mm-hmm. connect with people. And I say the things I'm supposed to be saying or like be connected eye to eye with someone. And that's, you know, that's God just being with me and allowing me to be his vessel. When I'm not, when I am in my head or I, my ego is talking to me and saying, you know, how wonderful I am, <clears throat> then I'm not. I'm not that. <laughs> so far from it. So just, I just want to make sure that I give the glory to who it belongs to because he really doesn't belong to me. And I apologize. I didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. No, it's totally fine. You interrupt as much as you want to, baby. <laughs> it's totally fine. Um, okay. Thank so, you, my dear. Yes. <laughs> so what advice would you give to healers either starting out or, you know, uh, either or seasoned or whatever? What would you, what kind of advice would you give to them um, that you might have learned along the way? One of the things that I have learned the most about lately, actually from the beginning, but lately has been more shown right on front of me to where I can no longer ignore it mm-hmm. has been that <laughs> has been that I can I cannot make things happen. I cannot mm-hmm. move things to or people or situations or environments to move as I want them to move. Mm-hmm. I am supposed to be an observer. I am supposed to be allowing things to come. So, mm-hmm. for example, there for a while I wanted to build my <clears throat> my coaching business. I was really trying really hard, you know, and, you know, going out there and putting my name out there and talking to people and telling them about my, you know, what I did and da-da-da-da. <clears throat> And then I realized that I was almost sounding like a salesperson. And mm-hmm. not that I have anything about against salespeople. Right. But I'm, not, but I'm not in the business of selling. So I am in the business of teaching. And I'm in the business of healing. I am in the business of bringing people to their original connection to source. Okay. So I knew that there was no way that I could continue to do that and be okay with me because it didn't resonate with my higher self, with my spirit. And then also because people are not drawn to that. They're just not. So I, mm-hmm. I have been, it has been unfolded in front of me that every day I just dedicate my day in my life to source. And I say, George, show me what I'm supposed to do today. Tell me where I'm supposed to be your hands today. Use me as a vessel. Use my life for good. Use my life for better than what I am using it today. Because you can do that. I can't. I'm only, mm-hmm. I only have finite eyes. And mm-hmm. I have learned along the way that when, I, when it is that I sit in this place of allowing not that I sit here doing nothing, you know what I mean? 
Um, right. But it's a place where I sit it out about allowing. So I go, oh, let me see this word. Oh, it doesn't? That's okay. No big deal. I don't have any any um, energy attached to it. I don't, I'm not attached to the outcome, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Wayne Dyer says it so well when he says, um, when we get to a place where we're really enlightened, it's a place where we have attachment to nothing. We are not attached to things or to outcomes. We just allow them to come. And we're open mm-hmm. to everything. In other words, we, I open my mind to what's going to happen next. And just to give you a quick example of that, yesterday I woke up and I had gone to see this amazing um, presentation that Gladys Knight did the night before. And um, her and her husband spoke, and they were just so inspirational, just so inspirational. I was crying and laughing at the same time, and it was just one of those places where I was just full of the spirit. So yesterday I woke up and I remember sitting and praying and telling stories like, God, use me. Use me tonight. I'm not doing anything today. I'm not moving. I'm not doing anything unless you tell me, unless you show me what it is that I'm supposed to do. And then you called me. (laughs) (laughs) And here we are. And here we are. Yes. So in that I moment, have I think. To make anything happen. That's right. Go ahead. It was funny because um, I had been kind of messing around. Like I was like, I would text you, and you would text me back, and then we wouldn't do it, and then I would text you, and then you would text me back, and then I would be like, okay, that's not time yet. And then yesterday, it was like, I am done with texting. <laughs> I am calling. Right. And it, yeah, and it was like, and it was, it was divine and divinely inspired because it was just it was a call her now you know and it wasn't words that came into my mind it was just my fingers went right to your 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 um your phone number and then it was just like yeah this is happening so <laughs> mm-hmm. and, last <laughs> and I night, think there's I was, a difference yeah yeah of course last night um I have a practice at night that I um go to sleep thanking um, source for everything I have. And um, I start with a list and, you know, the list goes on and I usually get about 10 at the most and then I'm completely out. But <clears throat> those are my last few minutes and I want to be in my last few minutes with, with God and telling him how grateful I am for my life and for who I am today and the way my life is and the people that are in my life today because Every person that's in my life today is a loving individual. And that is probably one of the greatest accomplishments that I have probably done in my whole entire life is to only have loving people in my life. What a blessing. So I started thanking God for everything. And I said, and thank you for showing me the way and for having this conversation with Kira today and for allowing me to do this program with her. And it clearly came to me, it said, the voice said, yep, I inspired her to call you at that particular moment. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, okay, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) 
That's how it's, it is. It's so funny. Like, so, so my ego wants to struggle with that a little bit and go, I'm awesome. <laughs> I'm connected to source. I was, listening. I was listening. But at the same time, my soul just wanted to cry, you know, and be like, oh, yay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? so beautiful I just love it you know so I'm like got tears in my eyes but at the same time I'm like my ego's like oh yeah <laughs> right Ooh, I'm good Ooh, I'm good <laughs> I know that little yeah ego. well you know you know I'm still human I'm still learning <laughs> I'm getting well, there <laughs> as I've been teaching lately um this ego thing that we have it's it's like a one little tiny ripple in the whole entire ocean. Little tiny, the, the smallest ripple in the ocean. But the ego thinks the ocean itself. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. acts that way. And it wants to continue to think, oh, I'm the ocean. And then <laughs> when we really think about it, if we were to look at the mind, Okay, if we had the capacity to look at the mind and we were the capacity to see the, the ego, we would see that the ego is the smallest part in our mind. Mm-hmm. Smallest part. Mm-hmm. Which tells us that it's still going to be there because you want, it's got, you know, a grandiose, you know, complex, but mm-hmm. we can always go, hmm, I see you, ego. Yes, you're there. They're there. <laughs> <laughs> My spirit is bigger than that, and I choose to listen to it. So um, so I always talk about, I always ask um, folks about limitations, um, failures. I mean, I don't necessarily believe in failures. I believe, I mean, it feels like failure when we, when something happens, but I don't, you know, necessarily buy into that idea. I believe that there are different levels of success. So have you ever experienced, I'm sorry, I'm laughing because I know the answer to this question in, in, in a multitude of different forms because you and I have known each other for years, uh, but yes. but have you experienced any limitations that uh, you had to step into your power and step through and, and how did you do that when it comes to well, being a coach, being a, being a spiritual teacher? I think that the first um, failure limitation, um, call it mistakes, flaws, whatever you want to call it, it, all come, it also comes from the same place, right? Um, I think the first one for me was being able to know who I, I was. That was my first limitation. I didn't grow up with people telling me that I was a child of God. I didn't grow up people telling me that I was beautiful or that I was powerful. Not that they said you're ugly or you're not powerful, but with their behaviors and the way that I was treated as I was growing up, uh-huh. that I was told you have no voice. Uh-huh. When, when they didn't hear me or listen to me, right, they told yeah. me you have no voice, you have no power. Okay, you're powerless, okay, Um, from the time that I was very, very young. And as you and I have, you know, have 
um, spoke with each other before. I grew up in a house that I was very, it was so much anger. Um, there was yelling, screaming, and cussing all the time. And once in a while, you know, there was uh, physical abuse. Um, and there was also, you know, my my stepfather that was, you know, a pedophile. And <clears throat> he molested me from the time that I was very, very young. I, I can't even remember some of those things that happened. Um, so my one of my first memories is being frozen with fear when I was go- they were going to check my eyes because, I was getting headaches all the time, and I was frozen with fear because I was thinking that um, the doctor was going to be able to see in my eyes, and he was going to be able to see that I was a liar, right, Mm. and that he might know that I wasn't clean and that I was, you know, that I, that I was, you know, dirty, and, um, and what if I was pregnant? Mind you, I was only like, maybe seven, eight years old, frozen mm-hmm. here. But that's what I grew up with, okay? Wow. So when you, when, you, when you want to become, you know, who you really, you were always meant to be first, you have to somehow, right, get mm-hmm. to that big hurdle, because that's probably one of the biggest hurdles that we have to get through. It's about knowing that these people were so lost, okay, first of all, Bless their little hearts. They were so lost and they were so away from source, so away from from God, Heavenly Father, um, Spirit, mm-hmm. Universe, whatever you want to call it, that yeah. they could not possibly do things any different than they were. They were just barely breathing, much less mm-hmm. teaching a child how to be successful, you know? Uh, and, I, yeah. and I mean successful as in being, you know, knowing who they are, not, you know, earning money um right and i they were so so far from that but there was something that happened with me when i went when i felt at times that i was broken that i you know i had all this baggage bringing that brought with me to adulthood <clears throat> there was something that happened there for me and i remember being picked up like literally picked up by invisible mm-hmm. hands okay mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I and I have I revisited some of these events um, with some wonderful therapists. I revisited some of these events, and at every single event that I have gone through um, with hypnotherapy, you know, <clears throat> and other mm-hmm. modes of of healing, mm-hmm. was that at every in every moment and in every event, there were some hands that were protecting me. I was in someone's hands the whole entire time. I was mm-hmm. never alone. I just couldn't feel it at the time. And I was shown that as an adult. And then it became a change for me that said to believe in, could it be possible that I am connected to a God? Could it be possible that I am part of a source that is bigger than all of us together? And when I believed that, when I started to believe and encompass that and make that, make that as my core belief, that's when it happened. That's when the healing started happening. Once I did that, one of the other things that have happened to me has been that um, I started following teachers, okay, and following, because I, you know, I really didn't know what I was doing. 
Um, <laughs> which is so, you know, it's just as truthful as I can be. Well, I yeah, of course. Hey, you, we don't know what we don't know. <laughs> exactly. And then I discovered that, hmm, I don't like that so much. And I don't like that so much. And it was just God showing me that I don't need to follow other teachers, that I don't need to be part of any association, institution, or anything like that, not that there's anything wrong with that, mm-hmm. just that I only needed him. I mm-hmm. only needed his guidance, his companionship, his acceptance. That's when I realized that my biggest hurdle had been that I wanted other people's attention and I wanted other people's acceptance. And I really didn't need to have it. Mm-hmm. And that was my biggest limitation there. Mm-hmm. And once in a while, it will want to creep up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I would want someone to like me and accept me. And then <laughs> I'm gently reminded that, mm, no, that's not where it's at, sweetheart. You don't need that. Yeah. And God allowed me to go through that path because he probably said, oh, go ahead, honey. I'm going to let you go down that path. I know <laughs> you're going to learn many lessons. And when you come back, I'll be waiting here for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And I, it's, it's so funny because I believe in that, <laughs> too. It's like, you know, God just sitting there waiting on the corner going, okay, when's she going to come around? <laughs> Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, oh, my gosh. Sulema, that's a beautiful story. <laughs> I'm over here crying. <laughs> like Tears are rolling down my cheeks um, just just because I can feel the power in that and, and how, how really genuinely beautiful and um, and just it's beautiful. I mean, it, I just there's nothing else I can say about it. So. Whew. So what are your successes? What have been your, what, I mean, I think even in what you just said, I think that there's success all over that because, and that's, that's the whole reason why we're talking is turning our trials to grace. Um, and in a moment when we get to that part, um, it's, it's, it, there's success in everything, but what would you consider your biggest success where you could say, oh yeah, yeah, that's something that really, changed changed things for me. Mm. <clears throat> I think that for the longest time, I was so attached to my victimhood. Sierra. I lived by that, you know. Look what all these people have done to me. Look the way that they should have treated me. Look at what they should have done. And none of it, of course, was ever my fault, you know. Typical yeah. victim mantra right there. And... Yeah. <clears throat> For the longest time, I blamed my family for the way I was, which, yes, they were, you know, partially responsible. Um, Mm -hmm. I blamed my abuser because, yes, he was very, very responsible for the way that some of my life events turned out. Mm -hmm. And I also blamed my relationship, my personal relationship to... Mm -hmm. Um, to the person that I was involved with, you know, um, <clears throat> my 
my exes, as I call them, um, mm-hmm. they are, they have been a, um, a great, they have been great teachers for me. But at the time, I didn't see them as teachers. I used to see them as my abusers. And I continue this, this pattern of abuse. And I remember sitting in that place and thinking, I really don't like this. You know what I mean? And I had some, mm-hmm. like, some just dear, dear friends to me that were able to show me, do you really want to be there in this place? You know, it's not really happy. It's not really serving you. It's not really mm-hmm. contributing to your happiness. So mm-hmm. what I have done is that when I am sitting in front of someone and I am working with them, whether it's in group, whether it's, you know, in a one-on-one coaching session, whether I'm on the phone with them, or whether it is just someone who is, you know, just a friend that wants some, you know, some help. <laughs> I don't bring myself just myself, okay? I bring mm-hmm. myself with all of my trials and all of my, you know, um, my difficulties and my struggles and everything. I bring it in there because that's who really I am. Mm-hmm. It encompasses everything that I am. And I am able, I think that my biggest, biggest success is to be able to relate to people at a level that perhaps not everyone can do. Because when I tell you I know pain, I know yeah. pain. Mm-hmm. When, I tell, when I tell people I know what it is like to be depressed, I know what it is like to be depressed. When I tell people I know what it is like to be abused, I do. I'm not mm-hmm. making it up. Right. And when I tell people that you are in the depths of despair and I know what that feels, I know what that feels. I'm not mm-hmm. making it up. And I bring it with me and I have this deep connection with people and I'm able to connect with them in a very short period of time. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> because I'm there with them, I'm in the trenches with them. Yeah. And I'm going to pull them out. I, here, take my hand and I'm going to take you out. I was telling one of my clients the other day, <clears throat> was there, this person was in a very, very dark place. And I said, okay, I said, we're in a dark room. It's very dark here. And there's no light at the end of the tunnel. But what I am telling you right now is that I can hold your hand and we're going to want to walk out of here together. That's a success. When you can mm-hmm. take someone's hand out of that dark room and walk out with them. And they mm-hmm. can hold your hand and trust you enough to walk out of it with you. Mm-hmm. I consider that a success. But I don't God, consider yeah. that my success. I consider mm-hmm. that God's success. Yeah. I don't know what my brother and my sister need. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you taught me that. I don't know what they need, but God does. And he knows 100% of the time. And if I can just plug myself in, I can just plug myself to the source. The source source will guide me. The source will tell me exactly what I'm supposed to say. And I can do that. That's my biggest success. Oh, my God. That's beautiful. (laughs) Okay, so 
Woo. All right. Um, you know, something that you taught me too, um, because I, I do tend to get attached to the outcome um, for my clients um, a lot, even though I know I don't know what my brother or sister needs. Um, I, I think that when you said to me, you said, is, is it a God-sized problem or is it a Kira-sized problem? And, um, and I, and I, I think that I'm coming to the realization now that there, there are no cure size problems, like everything, you know, like, is it something I can handle versus something that I need to hand over? And, um, and I think just from listening to you just now, it's like, wait a minute, they can all be God sized problems. They can all be given over, you know, and let God to, to orchestrate that experience so that I can um I can be free you know, to to live exactly in the way that he wants me to which is going to be totally in happiness. So um so that's that's, uh, that's amazing. So mm-hmm. um let's go into how to turn your trials to grace which I think that you've just given us multiple examples of exactly what we were going to talk about. Um Uh-huh. And <clears throat> You know how how do you how do you help people see that? And I and I really and I created this title, but I really created it in a specific way because I was like, well, it's it's how do we how do you turn your trials to grace, not into grace, but to grace? And to me, grace is God. You know how do you how do you hand it over? So. Um, the kind of being me personally, kind of being that person that wants to always manage what I'm experiencing, what advice would you give to either coaches or to individuals to help them turn what they're experiencing to source so that they can feel that freedom? It's all about timing, Kira, because you know, I can hold on to a trial, and I can hold on to it for as long as I want to. Truly, mm-hmm. hold on to it for one day. I can hold on to it for one month. I can hold on to it for one year. It really mm-hmm. depends on us. And God is sitting there going, saying, saying, "Hey, honey, you just let me know when you want me to take it from you. <laughs> I'll be sitting here waiting for you. When you're done, you know, messing with it and." struggling with it and wrestling with it on the ground. You just mm-hmm. let me know. And there is a part here that all of us have, okay? And I'm not saying that you and I have it and others don't. Mm-mm. There is, you know, God's no respecter of men. He is the source of all that there is. So mm-hmm. when, in, when we say all... What's left? Nothing. There's nothing yeah. left there. Okay. So that means that all all individuals that are upon the earth, that have been upon the earth, and that will be upon the earth, are part of this as well. And they have this light within them. A higher self, a spirit, a spirit that came directly, directly from source. We are made of supernal Supernal material, most precious than anything. 
And when mm-hmm. we listen, when we listen to that supernal being, the higher self, mm-hmm. not the carnal, weaker parts, not the ego parts that's always thinking that it's grandiose. When mm-hmm. we listen to that small voice, when we get quiet, when we get silent, when we sit there and so, hmm, what should I do with this, God? What do you want me to do with this? What's my lesson here? That's what I have learned. The sooner I can get to the lesson, the sooner the trial is gone. The sooner I can mm-hmm. turn that trial into grace. Because then that means that that trial wasn't there just because God wanted to slap me around a couple of times. But that, mm-hmm. that trial was there because I needed to learn a lesson. Lately, mm-hmm. I have been <clears throat> I have been known to be a little too deep at times. <laughs> I know I am because you know I analyze things a little too deep sometimes. And I ask questions that are just a little too deep sometimes. And people just look at me like, "What? What did you just say? I have no idea how to answer that." <clears throat> but one thing that I have been <laughs> thinking lately. And I have been pondering, studying, and asking about is that <clears throat> there's a reason why I'm here upon the earth. <clears throat> there's things I need to learn, there's things I need to teach, there's people that I need to connect to. All of it is part of my being and part of my learning, part of my journey, as I call it. So I wanted, I, I wanted to know how does God know? that I am going to make that decision before I make it. How does he know? I want to know how he knows. Okay? Does he read my mind? Perhaps. But even my mind doesn't know sometimes whether I'm going to make that decision or not. So how does he know? Okay? Mm -hmm. So I have come to this belief by reading and studying and studying different teachers and listening to God's guidance that there's a purpose for my life here. There are certain things that I need to learn. And my higher self, my spirit, at one time probably went on front of God and said, God, I know me, and I know me good, and I need to learn certain lessons. My biggest lessons are to know who I am, <clears throat> to be humble, and to be obedient. Those are my three biggest lessons, my, my life lessons, okay, that mm-hmm. I will continue to learn for the rest of my life. And... I probably said, in order for me to learn this, God, when I get down there, I need this and this and this and this and this and this to happen to me. Because if I don't, I won't learn those lessons. Mm -hmm. And I want to learn them because you want me to learn them and because I am you and you are me. And you want the best for me. Mm -hmm. And God, with his infinite eyes, said, so be it, my child. Go mm-hmm. have your experiences. You know how I know that it's true? Have you ever mm. had a deja vu? Mm-hmm. Yes, and you go, <clears throat> wait a minute, I've been here before. I don't know what's going to happen next. And it happens, and you go, holy Toledo, what happened there? How did I know that that was going to happen? That's how. Because we had a blueprint all our life before we got here. And we're following it. And we're following it for a purpose. 
there's a plan here for you, for me, and for everyone who's upon this earth. There's a higher, bigger plan that we even imagine. One of them is for us to return to source. Mm-hmm. But in order for us to return to source, we have yeah. to learn. We have to be enlightened and softened. Yes. Yes. And I think that um, one of the, the tools that I use in that context would be, you know, dear God, please correct my vision where I'm believing in this trial, you know, where I'm believing in this lack or where I'm believing in nobody showing up. So therefore I must not be doing something right or correct my vision where I believe I'm wrong or correct my vision where I'm seeing this person as being evil or bad or whatever thing um, and, and help me offer them their innocence or, or whatever. And, and there are some people in this world I can do that very, very easily with. And then there's some that I can't, you know, so I'm working on it, but <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's, it's such an interesting, it's such an interesting thing um, to, to, to experience because almost immediately when I do that, um, I feel that presence and I feel relief, you know, and, and maybe I still attack my ego still trying to attack that situation, person, issue, whatever. Um, but, but I can at least keep the, the energy separate and say, okay, I can hear you back there. I really understand that that's something that you're believing right now, but I also know that God's got my back and is not going to let me fall. You know, I just have to trust. Mm-hmm. And as long until, until I do trust, I will fall, which I think is such an interesting um, thing as well. Because, you know, yes. um, I will I will continue to stay miserable. I will continue to stay in pain. I'll continue to stay in fear. I'll continue to stay uh, in, a, in a place of limitation. But the moment I say, dear God, please correct my vision where I believe I'm limited, my my body just goes, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not in charge. I'm not in charge. I can't be in charge. There's too many big things happening that I, I would be, I would be, vastly limiting my life experience if I chose to be in charge of them. Correct. And as you know, Source doesn't give us precise explanations wrapped in a beautiful present box with a bow on top. Okay? (laughs) Right. That just doesn't happen. As a human, we want to have control. Okay? Our, Our ego is going to be showing up and saying, I want to have control. But God gives us little by little, line upon line, precept upon precept, answer after answer. And that's only after prayer, what you just said, what you just exactly what you said. Give me, give me vision. Mm-hmm. Give me what I'm supposed to know. It doesn't happen until we surrender. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. Okay, so um, we have about 15 minutes or so left. What I love about this, guys, and if you're you're listening, um, 
I I wanted I wanted first I want to tell you how to get in touch with Sulema if you do want to do some coaching with her or uh, learn about her groups. She does have a meetup, so um, we're gonna we're gonna give you some information. Um, but then we'll go into um, shifting from victimhood to victory. So, uh, Sulema, how how can these folks get in touch with you? Um, what is some of your contact information? So the best way to get in hold of me is through my phone number. I have it with me at all times. <laughs> it's like, you know, my little, <laughs> yes, life, you my little life in a box. It's with <laughs> me at all times. So you can reach me through my phone. You can also reach me through my meetup. Um, you know, there is, you can message me through there if you want to. But the fastest and quickest and more secure way to get a hold of me is through my phone. You can call me or text me. By text, I am available all the time. By phone, sometimes I'm not because, you know, if I am uh, with a client or doing something, if I'm in front of someone, I can't always answer the phone. I don't know. Do you want me to give my number here or do you want yeah, to put it ahead. on the Okay. Yeah, I'll, so I'll my put phone it out there. Is, but go ahead and put it. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Let's do that. So my phone number is 602-487-9204. So we're going to put it out there also on the, um, on the Facebook page so that you can actually have it um, for later reference. Mm-hmm. And what's the name of the meetup group? So they can go out there and and, – because uh, you, you run free groups and things like that. Yes. So I have um, – I run two um, free groups um, a week. Um, sometimes I don't do the Thursday group because um, – I want to give um, other people the opportunity to have <clears throat> teaching from some other teachers that are, you know, just as good as I am. But my meetup is called Phoenix Love and Personal Development. Phoenix Love and Personal And, you know, we have about 615 members, and um, not, all, not all of them come to the groups. So don't worry about that. <laughs> um, but that I would do, be one heck of a, a group. <laughs> a group, right? Um, but I do have a group uh, Monday evenings from 7 to 9 in uh, Central Phoenix. And there is one group on Thursday evenings from 6.30 to 8.30 in Tempe for those ones that live in the East Valley. So mm-hmm. come, come see us. Come join us. Um, we have some heck of a time sometimes and um, we really do connect a lot and one thing that I that it's the the pattern in my groups is that people just feel better after they they leave the group they feel connected they feel accepted they feel loved they feel like they can actually do the next step do what's next which it's you know a beautiful thing to see Absolutely, and and the groups are really powerful, and um, and I've I've recommended a number of my clients to go uh, to these groups and go to Sulema's group, and because <clears throat> and to other groups that are very similar to hers. Um, so I I I just want I just definitely encourage you if you liked what you've heard here, give her a call, um, let her let her know if she can help you. Um, Look at the groups and just see if uh, if this resonates. And if it does, it does. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It's all good. Um, and if you would like to join us on our Facebook group, we are at <clears throat> facebook.com slash groups slash healers help. 
and we are really out there to help healers to become better at what they're doing, to have a place where they can feel safe, they can connect, also to where they can advance themselves, and then um, then also get those sales and marketing tips that are really important. So let's go into, in our last few minutes here, and just talk a little bit about um, victimhood um, and just going shifting our mindset from victim to victory. And what would you, what's some advice that you would give folks or help or um, insight in that particular vein of healing? Mm-hmm. So victimhood, victimhood comes from blaming, okay? We blame others for our, you know, situation, what we're, where we are at. <clears throat> and I was telling you yesterday it is about <clears throat> that my new thing is like I make mini mini videos <clears throat> of things of things that I am learning on a daily basis because um, I wanted to, I just want to remember them all because they're you know that right there and I'm like oh there's a lesson and that was that was beautiful <laughs> <clears throat> so there are two people of uh, two seatbelt seatbelt people okay there's the seatbelt mm-hmm. people that come into a car. And I don't know, they may not be moving as, you know, they might not have much dexterity or they might be a little large or maybe they're just not as coordinated as, you know, other people. I don't know. They're just having a hard time putting their seatbelts on. And, and I'm going to say, say when Sulema says a large person, you got to understand, Sulema is the tiniest person ever. <laughs> so I have a feeling that you probably think everybody is large, like tall, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. To me, like, you know, okay, so when when you have you seen people that are like over six feet, you know, my son is six four, right? And I consider him very, very large. <laughs> yes. And he, when he gets into a car, it's hard for him to get into a car because he he has to like pretty much like mold himself into the car um, unlike me, that I just kind of, you know, slide in. I'm only five yeah. two, so yes, I'm very small. <laughs> so people have a hard time with seatbelts. Have you noticed this? I have yeah. noticed that people have hard times with seatbelts. So these people are having a hard time with their seatbelts, and one of them would may come and say, "Where's seatbelt? Well, the seatbelt is not working. Seatbelt is hiding. Why is the seatbelt hiding? Why does it have to be so hard to put the seatbelt on?" Why does it have to be so hard? I can't figure it out. Where's seatbelt? I can't find the seatbelt. And they just go on and on and on. And as they talk about how hard it is to put seatbelt on, their energy has just completely shifted and switched. And it's mm-hmm. just in that place of like, mm, you know, unhappiness from joy, from far from peace, okay? Then we have the other seatbelt person that comes in. Okay, same scenario, okay? It comes in and they're laughing, okay? And they're like, oh, I'm having a really hard time with this, with this seatbelt. I can't find the seatbelt. Oh, there it is. But I, even though I find it, I still can't connect it. I'm like, they're like, oh, my gosh, I'm so silly. I can't believe that I'm having a hard time with the seatbelt. Do you see this? And they're laughing. Yeah. And they continue to laugh. And they finally put the seatbelt on and they continue to laugh. Do you see the difference in the energy between these two people, okay? And we can be both at the same time, okay? Just mm-hmm. notice that we all are in the same boat. I'm not separating myself from them. The, 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 
the lesson here is that we are always a choice. We always have the choice to either laugh at ourselves, find joy in the journey, go, hmm, what's my lesson here? What do I need to learn? Okay? It is so much easier for us to blame than to look at ourselves. Easier to blame than to take responsibility. It's easier to say, why is this seatbelt hiding from me than to say, boy, I'm sure it's silly that I can't find the seatbelt, isn't it? You see the difference? <laughs> yes. yes. <clears throat> blame keeps wounds open. Mm-hmm. Only forgiveness heals. Even if it is, it is for us to forgive ourselves. Okay? Mm-hmm. That these are gifts that we're given on a daily basis. Sometimes mm-hmm. they might be painful, but they're still gifts. We yeah. make them into something that they're not. We make them into, you know, I don't want to do that. Um, that's too, too hard. That's too painful. Um, you know, we, we put our heels on the, on the ground and I don't want to do this. You know, yeah. why does this have to be so hard, Lord? Mm-hmm. God, why are you giving me this trial? We ask. And the answer will come. The answer ready. will come, whether we like it or not. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. What about if we went with grace, you know, mm-hmm. and that we can actually be in that place of having a choice and say, God, this is hard. This is painful. Help me learn my lesson. Yeah. Help me be purified. There's nothing I like more than the scripture and Malachi. And they talk about <clears throat> the refiner's fire, okay? Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, I was, I was telling you, you know, I think deep about these things. Like, okay, what does that mean, the refiner's fire, okay? Mm-hmm. So they're talking about the refiner of silver, okay? Silver and gold are one of the most precious materials that we have upon the earth, right? People just like them because they're beautiful and shiny and all of that. But there's a process. That comes. The silver just wasn't born beautiful and shiny and like that, or gold wasn't either. What happens is that when they find the silver, the silver has a lot of impurities in it. You get the picture? We mm-hmm. have impurities. Okay. <clears throat> the refiner puts it in a spoon over the fire. Okay. And they leave it in there until the impurities are burnt out. Mm-hmm. And they have to leave it there just the right amount of time because if they leave it there longer, the silver gets burnt and it's no longer good. It's broken. can't be used anymore for good, okay, to be a beautiful, shining material. I always think of this as God. He's holding us in his hands over the fire, purifying us, mm-hmm. and he's taking care of us, making sure that we're never there for very long. He will never allow us to break. He will never allow us to burn. He keeps us mm-hmm. there just long enough for, for us to be purified. And then, if you ask and purify our silver, how do you know when it's ready? He says, because I can see my face on it. Mm. God mm. keeps us in the fire until he sees his countenance in us. 
representation of how all of this works together and you know I I I am so grateful for you joining us and for and I want to invite you to come back so that we can gain more from your wisdom and insight is that something you'd be interested in I will be honored to come back (laughs) (laughs) I love you (laughs) I know Kira, every time that I am with you, I feel that I am um, in a in a higher place. You know, um, I believe that God has put us together for a reason. Um, yeah. I have believed that from the time, the first time that we said, "Let's do something together," and then all of a sudden, this <laughs> calmness and peace came over my body, and I was like, "Oh, thank you, God, for that." You know, because you just yeah. told me that this was supposed to be. So I just love being with you. I love being with you too. I'm like, I was so stoked because I was like, I get to talk to Sulema for an hour today. (laughs) You know, I mean, I'm like, well, there's other people that are listening also, you know, (laughs) you know, got to consider the audience and like, you know, my mind was going at, we have like a minute and a half left and I'm like, oh gosh, I've got to, I got to come back into reality and close this down. (laughs) But um, please you're right. Please get in touch with Sulema. I'm going to put her number out on Facebook and out on our this um, blog, this blog post here, uh, or I'm sorry, a podcast post here, and uh, and check out the meetup group and check out our Facebook group, facebook.com/slash/healer/slash/group/slash/healers/help. Uh, We'd love to have you be a part of our community. I do lots of drawings and fun things every week. So, uh, Sulema, again, thank you so much for being with me. And um, I'm so grateful thank for you, honey. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I am so <laughs> grateful for this opportunity. And I'm just grateful for this place where I get to I get to go. I mean, I just went to this place where I just connected with Source. And, oh, what a way, beautiful way to start a Saturday. <laughs> I know. It's perfect. It's ideal. Beautiful. Yes, so thank you, everyone, for joining us. I love you. I adore you. Good things are happening for you. Good things are coming into your experience today. Let good things, let your light shine. Let those things happen easily and effortlessly. I will be seeing you again, hearing you, talking to you uh, very, very soon. This is Healers Helping Healers radio show. Thanks for listening.